officially started here. Now, the ABCs of manifesting. And I want to plant a word in your mind. Precipitation. Okay? I've heard this hap- like come up a few times over the last probably six months. And at first I was like, I have no idea what they're talking about there. But precipitation in um, parallel with the word manifestation. So precipitation happens no matter what. It's funny because I was going to do this at the end of the training, but it's coming through to share as the beginning. Precipitation happens no matter what. So if you think about, um, I'm going to use the example of like, I have a large steamer. It's quite wide. Um, way bigger than my typical steamers have <laughs> been in the past. And so let's say it has like a 10 inch diameter base. And if I put a couple inches of water in there and I turn the stove on to boil, then turn it off, precipitation is still going to happen, right? The steam is still going to occur. Now, I could leave that steamer there for likely over 24 hours. I could probably leave it for a couple of days, but definitely for 24 hours, the precipitation will still occur. The steam will come up to the glass top and then it will drip down, whether it's in droplets, whether it's just like collecting as it goes across the top of the glass lid and it continues to collect to each other. I want you to look at manifestation as the quick boil, right? I have a setting on my stove that's a quick boil that, I don't know, maybe takes two minutes to bring that to a boil if I only have an inch or two of water in there, right? And so literally, (laughs) I want you to look at this as the way you can manifest in your life. And we're going to talk about the ABCs of how that plays out because that's also super important for you. But I really want you to just look at it as that simple of a concept. Manifesting is going to occur. Precipitation is going to occur. No matter what happens in your day. No matter what feelings arise throughout your day. Because that's the other thing is I really got into like this kind of like false obsessive positivity of like, I must focus in on what it is I want in my life. I must like focus on the desire only. And I remember, I can't remember what his name is. I was following a certain somebody a couple of years ago on YouTube. And so I'd watch his videos like almost obsessively and that money was a little bit tight at that time. I I had started making like a, a decent income for sure. Actually, I was making an amazing income, let's be honest, but I was looking at it as a decent income. And so I was like, I just need to focus, so seriously focus on what it is I desire. And that must be how these things had came in because I had had a couple of 20K months probably at that point. I'd had at least one, if not two. And that's a lot of money for some people, right? A lot of money for the majority of the world, a lot of money. Now, when I'm talking about manifestation today, I will likely use money because it comes up with clients the most and people follow me to talk about money and abundance and that sort of thing. But I want you to remember this works for partners. This works for new houses. This works for career changes. This works for promotion at work. This works for children, friendships. If you're like in the desire realm of like, I really want deep connection in my friendships, works there too, okay? Works everywhere. Still can't see comments, but that's fine. 
So whatever example I use, feel free to shift in and out of here. But no matter what happens, if I turn that quick boil on, and I think it's Abraham Hicks who says for like 140 seconds or maybe 120 seconds, uh, Amanda Francis, I believe, says it too, but it probably originated there. Like literally look at it as like, I just need to tap in to my desire for a couple of minutes a day intentionally. Intentionally. Now, let's get into the C because that's the part you need to tap into. So I want you to think about your current reality that is present in your life right now. What are you currently experiencing? What events are happening around you? What are the circumstances surrounding your life? And you can do maybe two columns in your journal for this. You can do, uh, some people really like to color code it or some people come back with like a highlighter to check it out. But you just write down everything. The like, the good, the bad, the great, the not so great, all of it. Just like get in the moment of what that looks like in your life right now. You're of course going to probably think about things that are non-preferred, non-desirable, quote unquote failures first. And I noticed that with my son this morning we were talking about his report card, which he did amazing at. And I got it, I read it last night and he, I think there were three or four grades that were higher in percentage than they were last term. Amazing. And he goes, yeah. The first thing he said to me was, yeah, I went down 3% in that one section in, I think it was ELA. Not, yes, I went up X percent in all of these other ones. And then I have room to improve on that one or that one was a little bit lower. The very first thing he said to me was the negative, quote unquote, negative mark that went down. We are just conditioned to think that way, right? Like we are, we just think about what is wrong as opposed to what is right. When you are thinking about manifesting and you like quantum leaping for sure is about leaning into what is good what is working for you. It does not mean that everything is working for you. I want you to remember the word duality, something I'll be talking about in my stories a lot, and it's going to come up in my Untethered program right away here, of duality means there will always be good, quote-unquote, and there will always be heart, quote-unquote. I'm quoting those because I don't want you to look at things as good or bad. That's what actual duality is in that it's just circumstances. It's just feelings. Watch where you label what's going on for you as good or bad, as positive or negative, as hard or easy. If you saw my post a few weeks ago about tears running down my face and I was like, can we just normalize this? Because it doesn't mean anything about you to cry. It doesn't mean anything about you to have a hardship in some area of your life. You know, I leaned into this 
multiple times over the last year of like, there can be hard things, but there can also be beauty. All simultaneously. And if you think about where we, we are conditioned to start to live into that we can't have the good and the bad, quote unquote again, at the same time, this is something that is learned over time, but this is also something that is considered normal. So when you are in a healing space, you don't think of quantum leaping. You don't think of achieving big goals. You don't think of really good things happening. And the easiest way for me to explain this in like a real life example is let's say you have a funeral for somebody that you cared about. You will live into the bad and how heavy it feels and how dark it feels and how yicky it feels without allowing yourself to think about the good. Now, that's an extreme example, right? But we do this all of the time. Think of uh, my son this morning with his grades. Doing the same thing. Looking for the negative. Think about what it would look like if we could lean into what is working, what is beautiful, what is amazing, and think about it as that precipitation of like, good things are always going to happen for me. Always, 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 always. No matter what is going on, there is good going on. No matter what. Because I've turned on the quick boil throughout my day. In pockets. Right? So think of that current reality that you have going on in your life. And what is some the desirable pieces and what are the non-desirable pieces? You know, I think of when uh, my little man was in the hospital last month. And like, not desirable <laughs> at all. It was quite scary when they went in for surgery and it had his appendix had burst and it, they couldn't even find traces of it. Like they was just so, he was just so full of infection, just so full of it. Can there be good that comes along at the same time? Yes. Yes, there can. Does it take away that it feels really hard and heavy and sad and like so many feelings around that, right? But there is also beauty Ironically, <laughs> my niece was born that morning to, well, I guess maybe four hours before he went into surgery. And so I was in this like amazing, we've been waiting for her to come. She was overdue, beautiful, chatting with my brother and like seeing the high that he's in and you know, he's first time dad and like how excited he is about how powerful his wife is and how powerful birth is. And if you've had children, you know what that like adrenaline rush is. And so I'm like leaning into it with him and I'm sitting in the hospital with my son who I'm sure his appendix has ruptured at this point. And he's in so much pain. And you know, your heart breaks as a mom, as a nurturer, as a caregiver, seeing so much pain on one side and then such beauty on the other. That is the duality. So your current reality is your A. What is going on in your life right now? And this isn't about forcing gratitude, okay? 
we can get into such a place with gratitude, such a weird place. And let's use my little man's example of being in the hospital. I would find myself going into, oh, it could be worse. It could be so much worse. And it could have been worse. Could have been so much worse. Absolutely. But that's still a lack mentality when we slip into, it could always be worse. I had a friend and I didn't know why at the time, this was years ago, years ago, probably four or five years ago. And she would read and watch movies about like really horrible things. (laughs) Like they were all real life things and, you know, like wars and like Germany and All of these things and she would talk to me about them and I didn't know why it bothered me so much at the time, but I was just like, no, like there's something not quite right about this. And not to say that you can't watch those things. Absolutely, you can. If that's uh, appealing to you or interesting to you, absolutely go with it. But when we're doing it from a place of to feel better about our lives because it could always be worse, that's lack that's not abundance. And so we're like kind of tricking ourselves into thinking that we're in this gratitude space of like, oh, but life could be so much worse. Oh, this could be happening or this could be happening. Or, you know, there was a a book I believe she read about a cult and this girl that broke out of the cult and she's like, oh, my life could be so much worse. And she was going through a little bit of hardships in her life at that time too. And she would say, but it brings me such gratitude for where I am. No. If you can feel the gratitude for where you are and you feel pulled to read the book or watch the movie or watch the program or whatever it is, then that's different than doing it from a place of I want to feel grateful about my life because it's not as bad as this. That is lack. That is scarcity. That is not gratitude. Gratitude comes from a neutral place. Okay? Gratitude is like being, feeling, make sure you're feeling it, of course. If you're new to my world, you have to feel the gratitude. You can't just write the gratitude. There's a big difference there. Uh, And actually a quick tip of how to kind of shift that and I do this in a few of my programs, is getting into the, like, something you're grateful for, but also why you're grateful for it. And that will shift the feeling, your state of being within you. And that's what we want to shift when we go into the C here, is your state of being. Your state of being is your aura. It's your energy floor, uh, energy flow. It's the energy that, the frequency that surrounds you. So you have like a Taurus. So you energy comes up out of you fountains and comes back in through your root all of the time you're not paying attention to this you don't have to think about it we don't have to get deep into the science of it it's kind of like electricity always has a frequency a radio station always has a frequency you don't need to know exactly how it works you just trust you turn the light switch on or you start your car and the radio just plays the lights come on you don't have to think about it okay but you know that there's a frequency constantly running there. That's how manifesting works. You constantly have a frequency running no matter what. And I will say it again, the predominant energy will win. 
the predominant frequency will win. And so back to like this false scarcity, lack mentality, gratitude, the actual predominant frequency that's running through that is of a lack or a fear or a, like hardship, yucky, doesn't feel good. Thinking about what those people, because she was like really focusing on like real life circumstances because that spoke to her. But like that becomes more real in our mind, in our subconscious, that becomes more real. When we walk out of a Marvel movie, we don't think that that's going to happen in real life, right? Because it's like sci-fi. It's not real. When we watch something that is real life, we tend to slip into it a little bit more. Because we think it could happen. If you've ever read a scary book, and I was reading one on the weekend, and I haven't read like a thriller novel in a while. And I was like, oh yeah, I can feel that in my body. I'm like, ooh, where's he hiding? Is he in the house? Just by reading a book. And that shows what's going through your subconscious. Okay? That's affecting your nervous system. That's affecting your (laughs) Taurus. And so you have to be mindful of it. Now here's like total example of how this played out. I fell asleep probably around 10. My daughter woke up at quarter after 12 last night. I could not fall back to sleep. She couldn't fall back to sleep. We tried a few meditations. Usually a hypnosis will like knock us both out. No big deal. I tried a different meditation. It wasn't helping. Uh, She was kind of in and out, in and out. Couldn't fall asleep. She was getting frustrated. She was looking at time actually. So let's touch on that for a second. She kept checking the time. I laid with her for like an hour and a half, I think it was. And she just kept wanting to know what time it was. Time is irrelevant. When we are in that space of what time is it, I'm trying to fall asleep. I need to fall asleep. I need to, I should. Like it's like needy, clingy energy. And that's breeding more of that within our body. So it's coming through to share with you guys of thoughts, beliefs, actions, Thoughts create emotions, create action, beliefs, and that becomes a circle. And so when the emotions are going on within us, then the thoughts come to match it. And so I was so aware around one o'clock, 1.30 maybe even, that because I was reading this book before bed last night and I like cleansed my energy before I went to sleep. Because when you're sleeping, that is the most powerful time to drop into boiling that water, okay? Most powerful time for your subconscious is when you are sleeping because you're dropping into different brainwaves there. And it's like a magnet while you're sleeping. And so if you can drop into the positive of what you desire, the C of what you want in your life before bed before you fall asleep, in the last like few minutes before you fall asleep, everything will start to shift in your life. So now we're up in the night and I'm like, ooh, my mind is racing and not in a good way. Not in a good way at all. And I'm like, okay, drop into something good. Drop into something good. Play out a scene. Build a movie in your mind of what is a positive and play that movie and play that movie and get deeper into the feelings of it. Get deeper into the senses of it. Use your six senses, okay? So you have taste, smell, hear, touch, see, 
And then I'm going to add the sixth one, which is your imagination, which is your like ability to build something in the future within your mind. Okay. Build that before you go to sleep. Play it throughout your day. Now I want you to drop into what it is that you desire to manifest in your life. And I wish I could see comments here, but that's okay. I'm going to use the 10K example because a lot of people have that. Whether yours is a 5K example, whether yours is a new partner in your life, feeling like, oh, so deep connection, love with somebody, deep connection, love with yourself can be one. Uh, Lots of times people will look at manifesting as a physical piece, right? And so just write down what it is that you believe to be your desire. That's your B. And most people stop the manifestation process at that point because you likely have a ton of proof and evidence that it hasn't worked. And I'm using 10K because that was one of mine for the longest time. I just like, if I could make 10K a month, mind blown, crazy. That would be so magical. That would change my world so much. I could retire my husband. We could live comfortably. It wouldn't be a big deal. But I had said that for a long time. And so it was actually an anchor. An anchor is a piece and I want you to like physically use the ABCs and the anchor as like an ocean picture, a sea picture, S-E-A though, instead of the sea. So when you have an anchor, it's like, and we have many anchors, many anchors. When we're triggered, when we have trauma, when we have external circumstances that don't align with what we actually want in our life. And so for me, with this 10K, this was actually a super negative for me to focus on. Because it was like I was dropping that anchor further down into the sea, hooking it on the biggest rock, and then like building rocks around it. Every time I would try to focus in on this 10K. Because the subconscious was programmed to tell me, remind me, that didn't work. You've done this before. You've thought about it before. You've got excited about it before. You've told yourself it's happening before. We do this with everything that we want to manifest in our life. If it's something that we've wanted for an extended period of time. Let's go back to time for a second. Time is irrelevant. Time, when it comes to manifesting, when it comes to energy, when it comes to frequency, what's I use for you, time does not matter. And time might be your anchor. Time has been my anchor many times before. <laughs> must, must be in this amount of time. Or if we set a goal and we're like... um. It's coming through to like share as a network marketing example. For me, I was like, oh, I will have two team members guaranteed by the end of the month. I will have two team members that join me or I will have five 
uh, in my network marketing, they were called preferred clients. So it was PCs. I will have five PCs. And that's if they had signed up for over $200, I think it was at that point. I will have that by the end of the month. When the end of the month was getting closer and closer and closer and closer, and sometimes it was the night of the last day of the month and I would be so fretting the time. We block manifestations with time. So whenever you catch yourself and whatever your B was here of something that you desire, check yourself of like, oh, I've told myself this needs to happen in a certain amount of time. It's one of my like top concerns with vision boards is that we put time on it. Goal setting, we put time on it. Must happen in this amount of time. Lots of times we're pushing out the timeline by putting on a specification of time, by putting on the pressure of time, right? Time is running out. Time is running out. Time is running out. Lean out of timelines. It's also something we'll go through in Untethered. Time does not matter. It just doesn't. When there was, I always use this example. I should try to think of a new one, but maybe you guys haven't heard it before. There was a like 72 hour period. I think it was even maybe 48 hours, but let's say it was 72 hour period last year when I wanted to pay a line of credit. And we had a lot of debt. If you don't know my story, a lot of consumer debt. We had renovated a house. We had a lot of lines of credit and credit card debt. And I really wanted to pay this one without a payment plan. There were other ones that I had a payment plan for. And for some reason that didn't bother me. (laughs) But there was this one for $35,000 that I really wanted to pay. Now, I want to say I had about $18,000, $20,000 in my bank account at this point, And I had a cutoff date for when the next payment was due. And it was like, let's say we were at a Wednesday, I want to say. And it was due maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, the next week. It was due pretty quick. And I was only partway there because I also didn't want to drain my account. I didn't, I, I don't, my nervous system does not do well with not having money in my account. Because I didn't fully trust it yet. It's a whole other thing. But I didn't fully trust it to keep coming in. So I need to keep a baseline in my bank account. It's like a full tank of gas in the winter. (laughs) Makes me feel good when I have this amount in there. So I needed $15,000 to come in. I want to say it was actually like sixteen dollars or $17,000 I needed to come in. No. Must have been under fifteen. Because then I invoiced, I had this woman come to me and say she wanted to uh, work with me one-on-one and she was very excited to pay up front, painful, wicked. I invoiced her, it was $15,000 and it would have covered it. It would have left me money in my account still. So I probably was around 22000 24000 in my bank account actually. And so then this 15000 would solve it all. Wicked! I'm going to pay this lot of credit. I'm going to pay it tomorrow in full. And it's going to feel so freaking good. I had never paid off a line of credit. Actually, I had paid one previous to that the month before or a few weeks before. That was 16000 But I had never paid a chunk of debt off in this amount of money. 
felt so good. I was so excited and she didn't pay it. She had made it sound like she was going to pay it that afternoon. And I was like, yes, it's happening. Yes. She didn't pay it. And then I realized that I was really attached to the outcome. That logically solved all of the problems for her to pay $15,000. Then I would be able to pay this line of credit. No problem. So I was like really attached to her paying it because she'd already said she was going to pay it. Logically, this makes total sense. I invoiced. She said she's going to pay in full. All of it. And I realized when she hadn't paid it. And this was like pretty fast. I want to say this was like 24 hours. I realized I was attaching it to her and I needed to lean back and just focus on the C, which was the actual paying of the line of credit and what it would feel like. Now, if the line of credit for you or whatever it is that you're desiring feels like an anchor, don't focus on that. Go past the point. The C has to be past the point of what it is you desire. I'm going to finish this story so I don't forget to come back to it. And then we'll go deeper into the C. But once I detached from her having to pay in full to pay that line of credit, I had another client step forward and say that she wanted to pay me $12,000 because she had already paid me three. At the time, my one-to-one was $15,000. She wanted to pay. She paid that day. Then I had another one-to-one client drop in, I don't know, 16 hours later on a payment plan. So it was only 3,000, not only 3,000, you know what I mean. But in the grand scheme of paying off this large line of credit, it was only (laughs) 3,000. So those two dropped in and I was so detached from where it was coming from. I was just so excited that it was coming. I felt so good. I just kept dropping into it. Now me saying I felt so good doesn't mean every single moment of the day I was like, oh yeah, it's happening and it's so easy. No, (laughs) I was intentionally boiling the water throughout my day because I know when I drop in to boil that water regularly, my dog's growling, so he's in a grants. Thank you, universe. That the, the more precipitation will come and fall, right? Doesn't matter what I do What happens if I can continue to boil that water at little moments, look at it as the quick boil, two to four minutes, it's going to boil, I'm going to get more steam, I'm going to get more precipitation, it's happening. And then the first lady ended up paying too. So I had an abundance of cash to pay this line of credit and it felt so good. All within 72 hours, detach from the outcome. You've likely heard that before, but maybe that analogy will really help you see how we get so, even when it makes logic, perfect sense. I had invoiced her. Should have been no, like it just makes so much sense that that is how I'm going to pay it. As soon as I notice my grippiness around it, let go. Lean into the C. So think about what your B is of what it is that you're wanting to call in, what you desire, uh, whatever you wrote down there. And then think about what it actually feels like to have it. Okay, let's take some deep breaths here and really drop into this. Hold at the top.
hold at the bottom, hold at the top. Just close your eyes if you're not driving <laughs> or walking. But just really tune into what it will feel like in your body to have that desire come true. Will you feel expansive? Do your shoulders sit higher? Do you like have your chest out a little bit more? Do you feel relief? Do you feel free? Write down a word or two of what this feels like. And also really like sink into where you feel it in your body. So if we go with the example of the line of credit for me, and I can do this with traveling quite easy, we'll use both here. With the line of credit, I like would picture myself of like going to bed and feeling so good or like drinking my morning coffee and how it's like anticipation excitement knowing that this happened just such a good and I get chills saying that to you guys of just how great it felt to have that completed that's the C now I can do this with traveling quite a bit for my own self too and it's one of the reasons that I love going away is because I can drop into a feeling of being somewhere. So uh, Golden is the example that comes through. So we went to Golden last June. No, I'm going to use one from before that. Uh, we wanted to go away two Junes ago. And so if you'll recall, not many people were traveling to the grocery store <laughs> even at that time. It was starting to open up uh, by June. But I just knew that I really wanted to go away with my kids and Blake and we wanted to do some mountain stuff. And this was the whole reason we moved out here. And we wanted, we love, I love waterfalls. I love, we love running water on our hikes. And uh, Fernie was a place I had never really stayed just passed through had been there like barely but I was like oh it's like so close it's a couple of hours drive I think it's two and a half hours from here and so I started looking at Airbnbs and you know what happened I got a huge tax refund that I was not expecting I don't know when I had done my taxes when my accountant had done my taxes but I wasn't expecting it in June and I ended up Having the money come in from getting into what it will feel like being in Fernie. And so I think it's called Fairy Creek Falls, pretty sure, was a place I had been looking at online of like, oh, it's a pretty easy hike for the five of us to do. 
It will feel so cool. It's going to feel so nice to be in the mountains and it's green and it's getting lush. And I had had friends that had been to Fernie and told me about how amazing Fernie was and how I should check it out for years, for years. My mom had actually, uh, she was an interior designer and she had done a huge lodge I don't know, probably 10 years before that out there. And she'd always talked about how great it was and how we would love it and how we should go. And so I just leaned into what that felt like. I wasn't expecting an income tax return. But it happened. And we booked the trip. And we booked it for the extra night. I think we booked four nights that time. Because it was unexpected abundance. So lean into what it will feel like to be past having it. If you are in uh, like the coaching or mentoring business or anything that uh, it's beneficial to have people come into your world, think about what it feels like to get the messages from those people enjoying your product or service. I remember when I was like wanting to sign one-on-one clients because I was really wanting to go deep into uh, traumas and inner child and like digging all of the really deep stuff out with people. And I didn't really want to do programs at that time. I felt like I didn't know what I wanted to do with programs. And so I was taking a beat from it, but I knew I like had this like burning desire to go really deep with people at that time. And so I was thinking about the messages coming from people of how deep we went, how great it felt for them. And I remember like the first couple of messages that I did get and I was like, ah, I actually like built this in my mind. This is so crazy. The details, not important. Okay, so let go of the details. The B is where you are trying to use your logical mind to figure out the how. As soon as, write this down. (laughs) This is a good one. Lock this in the memory bank. As soon as you are trying to figure out the how, you are not in the C, you are in B. A is current reality. B is what you think you desire. C is what how you feel after the desire is done after the desire has already come through for you. Okay? As soon as you're trying to figure out details or how it will all play out, you are locked into the B and you want to drop back into the C. You will still have to figure out details. You will still have to take action. You have to take action, right? Another one of the big things that C blocks a lot of people is like, oh, I'll just build it in my mind and then it won't do anything. No, you still have to take inspired actions. And sometimes those inspired actions will feel uncomfortable. Some, I feel like people get it mixed up of an inspired action always feels like imperfect feminine flow. Not true. <laughs> you're going to feel fear. And you're going to be like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Sometimes but you just keep taking the action. Every day, one action, one action. Live in the sea, do one action every day that feels like a step towards what your desire is, which is the sea, not the bee. Big things will shift. 
big, big things will shift. We also get into this wounded masculine space of like, I need to just do, 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 do more, 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 more. And if you followed my business for a while, you'll know that I used to have a YouTube, well, I still have a YouTube channel, but I don't post to it. YouTube channel. I had, I think, two Facebook groups. I had um, my Insta stories. I had posting. I did lives. I did like so many different things. I think the podcast had even started. Those are a wounded masculine space and that's in untethered to you actually. It's not about all of the doing. It's who you are being when you are doing. So boil the water first. Turn up the steamer. Get it boiling and you'll know when it's boiling when you can feel it. And so sometimes you can do this so fast and then other times you'll have to work at it. It's typically easier to do first thing in the morning because you haven't had the whole day of extras come at you. Drop into that boiling water feeling of what it is that you desire in the sea. And then go take your action. Okay? So I want to remind you. A is the preferred, or the current, sorry. B is what you think you prefer, what you think you desire. C is how you feel, the feelings that you feel within yourself after the B desire has already occurred. You want to live in that on a daily, regular, intentional basis. Not all day. You just want to be intentional that you get to that spot throughout a day. And let's touch on this for a second, actually. It doesn't need to be about what the B is. That was a weird way to say it. It's probably confusing. So back to the anchor piece, for me to think about when my external reality, let's use a partnership. If I was single and I was wanting to bring in a loved one and I was wanting to have a close partner and I was wanting to feel that connection with people, or if I was wanting to earn money, but money was so tight and I was getting triggered constantly by money or you're getting triggered constantly by seeing other people in relationships or so-and-so just got engaged or so-and-so just got married or so-and-so <laughs> went on five dates or whatever that looks like when you're getting triggered by the external, you actually want to shift the C until into something that's easier to tap into. It's the same frequency. You know, when we were talking about the Taurus at the beginning here of it comes up, out your crown, around you, in through your root, up, out your crown. It's a fountain and it keeps working. Just like a fountain you would see, I was going to say in the mall, but I don't think they really have that very often anymore. But maybe one of you have seen a fountain in the mall recently. <laughs> it's recycled water. It's recycled energy. And so when we are living an abundant AF life, which is my mastermind, right? Freaking love that mastermind so much. You don't necessarily need to focus on the 10K if that is an anchor or on the partner. If that is an anchor and something that you have told yourself that you have failed at, and again, you have proof or evidence that it is not possible because you've wanted it for a long time, 
it's likely so hard to tap into the feelings, the sea of what it would feel like after that occurs. And so quick boiling the water might come from something completely different. It probably should. It will be a lot easier to tap into. It's easier to tap into the sea after you've exercised, whatever that looks like for you, right? Because so you think about all of the like things that are going on in your body after and you, you like feel good. Rarely does anybody work out and be like, damn, I wish I hadn't done that. I feel like shit. <laughs> it just doesn't happen, right? Sometimes you can get into the sea with like, Mm, a good smelling candle or an oil that did it for me when money was super tight I would just be like "Mm, my room smells good I love this smell getting on a cute pair of pants whatever that looks like and like a favorite shirt that you feel like "Mm, cha-cha-cha sometimes it's showering and getting ready for the day can get you into the sea listening to music having a bath Sometimes that works. For some people, that's not going to work. You will know what works for you. Move the energy. So when you find yourself getting stuck in that B spot again, do something to physically move the energy for you. Might just be a quick walk. Might be five jumping jacks. Might be a dance. Might be if you sing, sing your favorite song out. Something to move it. so that you can drop into the sea. If you're really working on uh, rewriting subconscious programming, changing something within you that has been a belief for a long time, the repetition piece will be beneficial for you. When you see yourself flipping or you feel like you're sliding into like, oh, I don't know how. Okay, build either a mantra or the five jumping jack thing or something that you can do for yourself that will slip you back into the sea. Okay? I'm going to leave this with you. I find it very fascinating how many times Untethered came up. Untethered is a past uh, program that I did last year and it's all about the wounded masculine, the wounded feminine, the empowered masculine and the empowered feminine we go into inner child work, and we go into pleasure. Pleasure is the C. It's something that I have those five modules pre-recorded, but I'm feeling like super called to continue on with it. And so I'm just going to grow it. So I'm adding duality to it, which is the living with the like amazing being allowed to happen while real life happens as well. It's not about always holding the energy of just being positive. It's how many different frequencies can you hold at the same time. If you think of that Taurus and the fountain, think how many spurts of the fountain come out. It's not one physical stream that comes out. That's duality. And really diving into time because time is truly irrelevant. It's something that is like a man-made linear measurement that we see block so many things with because we put time on it. It is not time. There is no time. No such thing as time. If we could just let go of time, which is funny, actually. I'll share this with you before I go here of uh, 
usually I get up at like 5 6 o'clock on Monday through Thursday because Blake goes to work. And because I didn't have the best sleep last night, I was like, oh, I'm just going to leave, lay here for a few more minutes. And I wasn't in full sleep mode, but I was just like, hmm, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes. And then I was like, I should probably look at the clock. It was 7.48. We leave our house at 8.15. <laughs> and I had three children sleeping. But I could have went into, there's not enough time. There's not enough time. There's not enough time. Because my kids typically like to be up at 7. They like the space in the morning. I get it. I like space in the morning. That's why I get up earlier as well. Of just like calmness and no rushing and no pre- time pressures at all. I really enjoy that feeling. And so I could have gone up this morning and been like, there's no time. I said last night I'd make lunches this morning. So we didn't make lunches last night. Uh, there's breakfast. Nobody's awake. There's teeth. There's getting dressed. There's getting out the door. Uh, my son is on uh, supplements right now that are a little bit more extensive than typical. Like there's all the things. We got it all done. Out the door. 8.15. No big deal. On a typical day, that would have been so rushed to be ready that early. But when we are feeling feeding the narrative of time, that there's not enough time, that the pressure of time, same thing with my daughter trying to fall asleep last night, right? She just kept looking at the time, looking at the time. Let go of the time. What does it matter? You're just adding pressure to yourself of like, it's so late. I couldn't tell you what time I fell asleep last night. She said she fell asleep around 3.30, so it was probably around that time for me. But I wasn't checking the clock. I was already prepping myself for I'm going to feel great in the morning. And I did feel great. It was great. I love reminding myself that I can prep my mind for those things because I don't do particularly well without sleep. It was a very hard time for me when I had newborns so being a happy person. I just don't function super well without sleep and so it's been something that I've been rewriting for a few years now of like doesn't matter how much sleep I get I feel great I feel great I feel great just keep reminding yourself of that okay go have the most beautiful day don't hesitate to reach out on socials with any questions you have or uh, post it in the Facebook group here if you're watching in the Facebook group if you're on the uh, spiritual boss podcast, just reach out. I love, I love questions. I love talking about this stuff.